You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Onomatopoeia Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. That was Basement Jacks featuring Malika, Khalees, and Chipmunk. The track was called Scars off of their album, 2009 album Scars. And I've been completely addicted to that song. And I like to consider that song a Disney princess song. We'll just go with that. Anyways, today's show is kind of... Um, a reaching show, one of those shows that I just kind of throw together. But the thing is, is there's just so much information, and now we are of the technological age that that information is at our fingertips. I'd kind of be remiss to not sort of give you a rundown of what's happening. This weekend is San Diego Comic-Con, and while I swore I would never go back, I've been kind of living vicariously through that wonderful app called Twitter. I cannot believe how addicted I am to Twitter suddenly over the last week. Maybe it's just all the San Diego stuff, I think. But anyways, so what we're going to do today is play a lot of really great new music albums that were just released in the last month or so, as well as talk about all the new and exciting things that are going to be happening in the next year that were announced at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. It officially started on Wednesday. There was like a preview night on Thursday, um, and then there was like the doors opened for the masses on Friday. So it's, it's yeah, lots of crazy things have been happening, and we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, let's see. What are, well, first, but first I wanted to talk about my San Diego experience because I'm never going back there again, and not because I had a bad time. I had a fantastic time. It, it, it was insane. I went during the year 2000, so this was like just as it was just starting to become one of those things where movies and television and were premiering like I remember one of the things they were premiering was this movie with Rob Lowe where it was sort of based on a Mark Allred comic and just things like like it wasn't a really big deal at that point I mean it was a big deal in the comic book world like uh, there was a mad magazine anniversary that just like I was in another room I was actually in a conference listening to um, Ben Catcher talk about his latest book and he was totally drowned out by the roars of approval whenever anybody from this mad anniversary was uh, announced so like it was it's a really amazing thing. If you've never been, you really have to go. But if you're someone like me who has a podcast or a radio show or, or does any kind of reporting, it's just insanity. Really, literally insanity. I spent the whole weekend running around like a chick with my head cut off, trying to meet people, trying to get interviews, trying to go to these amazing panels, and just out, as well as partying all night. Um, I went with Steve Rolston, who's done a whole bunch of comics for DC and uh, stuff for Oni as well, and uh, as well as another friend, David Rust. And we drove down, which was a lot of fun, coming from Vancouver all the way down to San Diego. And then on top of it, we stayed at the Marriott, which was right next door. And it cost quite a bit of money, but it was worth it because in even just in the lobby like at one point I was uh, talking to somebody and somebody else bumped into me and I turned around I was ready to totally tell them off and then I was like oh that's Kevin Eastman I better shut my mouth so like you know you'll you'll be like wandering the lobby and, and you'll bump into like Eddie Campbell staggering upstairs it's it was it's it's amazing so I highly recommend doing that if you can afford it but now like it's just I I would never go now because it's just insane it's insanity so it's kind of cool to be able to like vicariously live through these other people who are going right now some of the things that I experienced when I was at San Diego in the year 2000, uh, I got an amazing assortment of interviews. I interviewed Mary Fleener, I interviewed Phoebe Glockner, I interviewed Diane Newman, I interviewed Jordan Crane, I interviewed... A big deal for me was Mark Hempel, because he, he was a bit of a recluse, and I was a huge fan of his Gregory comics. Um, I also interviewed uh, the Pander Brothers, which was a really big deal as well. They were like the most effortless interview I ever did. Um, th- there was like so many people were so accessible. Uh, 
highlights Jordan Crane getting me into Jason for the first time. Not a lot of people had seen his work yet, but now he's like huge. Um, telling me a story about how David Cho had done this amazing art book for the weekend specifically and totally scammed it for free from Kinko's. Um, there was also this amazing panel that Paul Chadwick did that was all about uh, pre 1930s fantasy art, and like it just it went. I remember like I was loitering for an hour waiting to meet Bill Sinkovich, and there was like nobody in line to meet him at all. And then when I met him, he offered to do me some art, and I was like, no, I just want to shake your hand. I was retarded. But anyways, the point is, is that it, it's if for the true comic book fan, it's worth going at least once. Now I think I'm gonna go to an, another music track, and then when we come back, we're gonna start talking about this year. Comic Con, as well as all of the news that's coming out in the last couple of weeks, because it's like a lot of people are totally gearing up for Comic Con, and then they had a lot of big announcements as well. So, CGLO 1690 AM, the next track we're going to play for you here is, let's see here, of the new new stuff. I'm going to play for you uh, the Melvins. This is off their album uh, Fake Puke. It just came out last month, and this track is called Baby You Weird Me Out, which is kind of funny, actually, coming from the Melvins. And this isn't even really technically the Melvins. This is Melvins Light. So tell me if you like it. I really quite liked listening to it, because I listened to a whole bunch of new stuff to this morning, and I enjoyed the Melvins. So here we go. CGLO 1690.
nothing wrong with you. Hey, this is the K-Man. Tune into CJL.com on Friday nights from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. for Beyond That Graveyard 3. And start your weekend the right way, always. You love it, you need it. Beyond That Graveyard Part 3 on CJL.com. And you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM, and this is the Automatopia Show. And today we're talking about the San Diego Comic Con because it's occurring right now. But since we're not in San Diego, we're not gonna, uh, we're not there. So <laughs> we can't be there. It's too far away. But with the advent of technology and the internet and Twitter and all those great things, it's almost like we're there. So we're gonna pretend. Let's pretend. And I'm gonna give you all the lowdown of all the great and exciting stuff that's happening there right now this weekend and if you are at home and you want to check out yourself uh without listening to me go to the comicsreporter.com website it's uh tom spurgeon's website and he's doing such a fantastic job keeping everybody updated as well heidi mcdonald's website comicbeat.com is doing a really good job of reporting the weird the fun the esoteric and the alternative and not focusing on the major you know the the you know the dc marvel stuff so much all right, so the first announcement that was such a big deal that happened just before uh, the San Diego Comic-Con happened, issue 100 of The Walking Dead came out this week. And as well, there was a, uh, uh, like a three-minute clip that they premiered at the San Diego Comic-Con that showed Michonne slicing away at some z- uh, zombies. As well, apparently the prison is going to be in this season, in season three, and the governor is going to show up in season three. So that's exciting. I thought they were going to drag out the prison for a lot longer, but I, if the governor is showing up, they're not. Which is kind of disappointing because I thought that they were just going to make this thing go on forever and ever and ever because the first two seasons have gone pretty dang slow. But anyways, the other thing that's exciting is that instead of a typical eight episode uh, story arc that we've been getting, this third season is going to have 16 episodes. So that's pretty exciting. Um, let's see. MoCA has shut down its physical space. That's the Museum of Comic Book and Cartooning Art. But don't be worried. It's not a permanent closure. They're just moving to a new location as soon as they find the new location. Um, they're in a pretty pricey area of New York, so I'm assuming their rents went up, and that's why they had to move. Now, I know last week I was talking about Hellboy, and I was like saying, oh, there's never ever going to be a third Hellboy movie. But after um, Ron Perlman got into makeup for that child who was part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, Guillermo del Toro was all excited and was like, wow, so impressed that Hellboy was still such a major part of people's consciousness and such young people's brains as well that he was started to consider that maybe, just maybe, there might maybe be a Hellboy 3. Uh, Dark Knight Rises comes out February 20th, or February, Friday 20th, sorry, wrong F. Uh, Friday 20th this weekend uh, coming up. And also Fantasia starts this Thursday on the 19th. So pay, stay tuned, pay attention, go to the website and uh, see what you want to see because it's going to be awesome like all usual. usual. Um, also, I wanted to mention that Hellboy in Hell is going to be starting in December. Uh, Dark Horse announced it. And it's going to be all Mike Mignola. All of it. All written. All illustrated. Um, and then, you know what's interesting is last week we did that episode about uh, Hellboy. And I actually had not read this, um, Sword and, the Storm and Fury series the, by Duncan Fergrito. And I just found out today that it has a Hellboy's last story, which makes me kind of sad. And I don't think I'm ever going to read that. Just like I'm never going to read the last Modesty Blaze book. Anyways, and I'm never going to watch the final episodes of South Park. Never, never. 
that's just me. But anyways, I also wanted to mention Amanda Palmer. She used to be in the Dresden Dolls. She's now married to Neil Gaiman. She has this new uh, song out called Want It Back. And it's uh, with her in the Grand Theft Orchestra. Go to YouTube and check it out because it's a total stop motion animation film. But not like, you know, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. What it is, is it's like um, uh, an artist is brushing the lyrics of the song all over her body. And then like on the bed sheet. And like there's all, it's it's really clever. You've got to go and check it out. Go online and look it up. It's pretty neat. Uh, so that's Amanda Plummer, and the track is called Want It Back. It was announced that Michael Fassbender is going to star and produce an Assassin's Creed movie. Uh, it's very exciting. It's all about a uh, family of an assassins during, I guess, like in Italy during, I guess, I want to say the 1700s, the 1600s. I could be wrong. Uh, I've not actually played it. I've seen it played. It looks like a lot of fun. The climbing looks really cool. Um, the, the graphics are fantastic. I like watching it being played. But anyways, I've, I'm curious to see this movie, right? Because it's going to be all about like religious... Um, conspiracy the knights templar and killings and cool climbings all over italy and fassbender is a pretty good actor so that should be cool um also wanted to mention that uh it's a big deal trent Reznor just did a song for call of duty whatever but the thing is is like he's got this side project uh, i don't know who's a part of it with him but it's called how to destroy angels and that album's coming up very shortly and he's also working on new nine inch nails material which is also very exciting and lastly no doubt has a new album coming out and the new single comes out tomorrow so i'm stoked i she's my guilty pleasure anything gwen stefani does I'm like in love with. Same with Khalees. I mean, case in point, I just played her. But anyways, so that's some news for you. We're going to go to another track. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. I'm giving you a whole crazy hour of giant Ganchuan news information that's all, that's out. No, well, not all of it's from the San Diego Comic-Con, but it is all within this last week that's been announced because the San Diego Comic-Con is a pretty big deal and a lot of crazy things get announced there. Um, at one point, I'm just going to tell you this right now, uh, in the middle of some DC panel, Quentin Tarantino, like, dis- like crashed it and announced his latest movie. So we'll talk about that in the future. Uh, but right now we're going to, I'm going to play Nana Cherry track for you because I bet you didn't know she had a new album out. This is pretty exciting for me anyways. I love Nana Cherry. I think she's the bee's knees. Um, anyways, this track is with a group called Nana Cherry and the Thing. The track is called Too Tough to Die. And this is actually a Martina Topley Bird song. Maybe she's covering it from somebody else. But I, the first time I heard it was Martina Topley Bird on her first solo album. She, of course, is the singer who used to sing with Tricky. And Nana Cherry is also sung with Tricky. So, I don't know. Crazy Mobius loop of music. But anyways... You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This track is called Too Tough to Die. Nana Cherry and the Things on the Unopetipia Show.
And you're listening to CJLO 1690AM. This is the Onomatopoeia Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. That was Nena Cherry and The Thing. And that track was called Too Tough to Die, which was like this really awesome avant-garde jazzy version of... Uh, Martina Topley Birdsong. So uh, today we're talking about uh, all the announcements that were made at the San Diego Comic-Con this weekend that's happening right now. If you're rich, go fly. Go fly there right now and you can go back in time because there are three hours in the past, in the future, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, three hours in the future. Anyways, let's just talk about what came out because it's pretty exciting. So, for example, Drawing Quarterly is going to publish um, Art Spiegelman's retrospective of comics, graphics, and scraps. It's called Comix. Uh, that's going to be released in the spring of 2013. There's going to be an English version and a bilingual version, and it's going to have all sorts of stuff of all about Spiegelman and his work and all that good good stuff. You know how Spiegelman rolls. He's got lots of books out, usually once a year. As well, I read that Dan Harmon, who is the creator of Community, and Dino Stamatopoulos and Charlie Kaufman are getting funding on Kickstarter for a stop-motion film that they're doing. And um, this guy, Dino Stamatopoulos, whose name I can't pronounce, is mostly known for his moral oral. So that's what the animated film's going to look like. And it looks pretty exciting because it might be really funny. But the thing is that's interesting about Kickstarter is that and this is one of the things they were talking about all through the weekend, is that is Kickstarter becoming the new publisher of graphic novels? Because a lot of people are going that route because they don't have to worry about, you know, hustling for their comic. They can just go to their fan and fans and get, like, direct money from this source of money. Does that make sense? So that's one of the things that was a big topic of discussion. It was Kickstarter, the second biggest comic publisher out there now. As well, Terry Eisner, or Terry Eisner, as well, Terry Moore <laughs> has a new Strangers in Paradise comic coming out. Uh, his 20th anniversary is quickly approaching, and uh, it's going to be in the form of a prose novel. It's going to come out in 2013, published by his studio, Abstract Studios, and it's uh, going to be very exciting because it's a brand new Strangers in Paradise story, and I hope it's not something weird like Molly and Poe. I, th- I hope it's something like about... Francine and Kachu, but we'll see, we'll see. Terry is a good writer, so I'm looking forward to it, whatever it is. And it's been a long time since the Strangers in Paradise characters all got together, so I'm very curious. Very, very curious, and so that's exciting. Um, also, Capcom wants to do a film of Street Fighter, oh no, a television series of Street Fighter, and then they decided to go with uh, fan film artists to do it. Okay, interesting, but... If you're a fan of Capcom, I would do it. One fan film I did watch, though, that was uh, released just before San Diego started uh, Comic-Con. It was a fan film for The Why Last Man. Now, you know, there's been a lot of talk going on. As soon, like, like within halfway through that series, Why the Last Man was optioned for film. But, you know, like, always it gets lost in Never Never Land. And there was going to be a movie, then there was going to be a television show, and it just, nothing's happening. So, these fans did a movie, and it's awesome. It's super professional looking. It's uh, written and directed by Christian Cordona. If you can find it, go to Majorspoilers.com, and then just look up fan film Why the Last Man. And you'll just be like, why? Why are they waiting so long to make something so awesome when uh, somebody like a fan can write such an amazing thing? Anyways, it's, you know, it, the, the movie's in the bag. You just have to make it. I don't understand, but 
but whatever, you know, maybe it's just a majorly controversial subject. Okay, so other things I wanted to mention. Uh, thanks to Sequential, I learned about a new comic book by Cecil Castellucci. She did a series, two books for DC that was um, about the Janes, the Plain Janes. Uh, she's also actually a Montreal musician who used to be in a group called Nerdy Girl. Um, but anyways, she has done a book with the artist Nate Powell, who's a fantastic illustrator. And the book is called The Silence of Our Friends. And it sounds very exciting. It's a, sort of a, an experiment in formalism. And I look forward to seeing that. Also wanted to mention in sort of, sort of weird esoteric news, it was announced at the very beginning of San Diego Comic-Con that uh, Bongo is going to be doing a comic with Coldplay. It's based on their album. And it's, uh, I guess, the name... Milo Zyloto is a, a character that is a silencer and so it's all about uh, the silencer and this war that he's been trained to fight and uh, I don't know but anyways I think it's an interesting idea and f- weirdly enough uh, Chris Martin hasn't said anything about it <laughs> it's a good way to market I mean they're not the first ones to do it Art Britt has also done like comics that, com- that came with their last album um, who else there was there's a series of comics that a book came out for um, a whole bunch of Bell and Sebastian songs so you know it's not the first time now the other thing I wanted to mention the big big biggest biggest of all news first of all I'll give you like a little prequel to the biggest news Neil Gaiman just signed a five book deal there's gonna be two picture books for kids uh, and they're gonna be illustrated by Adam Rex and um, Scotty Young is gonna be doing a series of illustrations for some of the novels that Neil Gaiman will be writing as part of this five book deal now Adam Rex is an amazing illustrator of kids books he did a, a fantastic book called Psst that I just adore he paints so well and has such a great sense of humor and apparently um, it's a story about a baby panda bear so we'll see it should be adorable and Neil Gaiman is a fantastic writer as well Scotty Young I adore his work as well I cannot wait to see uh, his work because he's only really doing the um, Wizard of Oz stuff and I wish he would do more Scotty Young do more comics but anyways um, like he did the New Warriors and stuff anyways that's a whole other show we did that last week there the week before what I'm saying is that's a prequel to the biggest biggest news because you want to know the biggest biggest news that came out during San Diego Comic Con I think in my opinion is that Neil Gaiman announced that he's going to be writing a prequel comic to Sandman, and it's going to be illustrated by J.H. Williams the third. And J.H. Williams, okay, Adam Rex is is the bee's knees, but J.H. Williams, J.H. Williams is just like he's like um, the Michelangelo of comics. Let's call him that. He did Promethea with Alan Moore. That's just stunning. He's done. He's working on Batwoman right now. I think he's he's got to be finished it by now if he's going to start doing Sandman. But yeah, his Batwomans are just like they leave you agog by their mastery, mastery. Can't speak English. That's how agog I am. They're they're just very masterfully gorgeous comics that J. H. Williams the third creates. And so for him to be doing the um, preview prequel, whatever prequel to Sandman, that's to me is another yet another very exciting thing so (laughs) one of the other things i wanted to mention too is i mentioned last week i talked about the whole now marvel now where they're revamping everything and part of the whole marvel now thing is they're going to be ending nine series in october uh so while they're debuting uncanny avengers number one which is the first in the marvel now initiative um, they will be getting rid of Captain America, Fantastic Four, the FF, the Incredible Hulk, 
Invincible Iron Man, New Mutants, The Mighty Thor, Uncanny X-Men, and X-Men Legacy. And one thing that Marvel's doing, which I have to applaud, thank you very much, because they're paying attention to the actual retailer this time, is they have promised that they will roll out these relaunches very slowly between the months between of October and February. So... Yeah. Anyways, I just I get kind of sick of it. Don't you? Is it just me? I just well, I, I understand the impetuous behind it. You want to stay fresh and new. You've been a company around for sixty years and all that good stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, come on. Why can't you just focus on making quality instead of just churning out more garbage? Marvel? Okay, that's again another show. So let's talk. To, get another. Let's get another track going. <laughs> My ranting is. Dull. Let's play some Azealia Banks. She's new and she's exciting. She has a new album out called Fantasy. It's got this really sexy mermaid on the cover. And I was listening to her and I picked one of the more milder tracks. But oh my gosh, she raps really nasty. She has a potty mouth. And like I listened to Amanda Blank, who's really nasty as well. And I would really love to see like Azealia Banks and Amanda Blank have a total rap off and see who like can get the dirtiest. It'd be kind of like if like Foxy Brown had a rap off of Little Kim. It would be pretty rad. Anyways, so this track is called Luxury. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Onomatopoeia Show, and you're li- listening to Azealia Banks off her latest album. Came out this week, I think. I wanna be a lady, la 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 la, but you are, and you know what I want. 
And you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopia Show, where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. And that was Azealia Banks off her latest album, Fantasy. And the track was Luxury. And today we're talking about the San Diego Comic-Con. And before we get into more of the big, big news, I wanted to actually tell you a little bit about the Eisner Awards. Because every year they do the Eisner Awards, named after Will Eisner. And it's like when, it's like the basically it's the, the, the Oscars, the Canadian, or the, uh, bleh, the Comic Book Awards, bleh. But my point is, this year, Canada just, like, cleaned up ridiculously. First of all, um, Tale of Sand, which is illustrated by Toronto artist Ramon Perez, uh, published by Archea, 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 I can't pronounce it. But anyways, it was written by Jim Henson, and it's a uh, gorgeous, gorgeous book. He won three awards for that book. Um, also, I wanted to mention that the uh, award for the best comic book retailer went to the Dragon Comics out of Guelph. Uh, let's see here. Who else won awards? There was, I just, I remember reading and reading and reading, and there was just like all these, I was like, wait, the, they're Canadian too. They're, they're Canadian too. Um, but oh, this list, oh, here's the complete list of the winners. So it was a big deal for Canada. Oh, yeah. Darwin Cook, also a Canadian cartoonist, won for his Richard Stark Parker, the Martini edition. Um, let's see. Who else here? Uh, okay. Well, I have to keep reading and I can't read and talk to you at the same time because that's just silly. But I'm just saying I was really, really impressed this year by the amount of Canadians that won. Uh, Drawn and Quarterly won a couple of awards, which is a Canadian publisher. Uh, there was, yeah, it was just, I think this year, Team Canada all the way. Right on, Team Canada. And yeah, that was about it. But so the Eisners. And we're going to have our own Canadian comic book awards. We actually have two Canadian comic book awards. We have the Wrights and the Schusters, but I haven't done my research. I just know that the Schusters are happening uh, mid-September here in Montreal. That's all that I know. Now, other news. There's going to be a Green Arrow TV show called Arrow. And uh, it's probably going to be similar to Human Target, if I had to guess. But I don't know if I want to see it. It's gonna. It's basically Green Arrow. You know, the deal is sort of like a archetype of Batman, Bruce Wayne. But he's got arrows and he's like environmentally conscious. But I don't know when that's coming out, but they premiered a clip of it. Oh, here we go. October 10th is coming out. And it's uh, they premiered a clip of it at San Diego. I don't know. I... I I was just thinking about it the other day. I actually miss Human Target. I'm sad that it's not around anymore. It should be. Speaking of uh, Kickstarter, remember we were just talking about that five minutes ago? Did you know Eric Powell is going to use Kickstarter to make the Goon film? That's awesome. Um, the budget is proposed is $45 million, So uh, let's see. Let's see if it works out. It might. I mean, so far, a lot of people that have been... Um, using Kickstarter, have been getting ridiculous amounts of money to much to their surprise. I uh, also wanted to mention, what else did I want to mention? Other things that happened at San Diego. Let's see here. Um, one of the big things that were happening at San Diego this year is that they were celebrating 30 years of the Hernandez brothers, 30 years of Love and Rockets, 30 years of them being within the comics community. Uh, they were celebrating it with many things, like brand new t-shirts with old, old images. They also had a collection of the Venus comics, which I knew they were going to do. I They always do stuff like that, and it drives me crazy. But I was collecting like the comics and stories that they did, and or what was it called, where they were doing like kids' comics for a little while. They were the Hernandez brothers, and then I was collecting like um, the new comics and all, the, and I, I noticed that when I got the collections, there was no Venus, and I was just like, "Just you wait, they're going to do a whole Venus," and they did. The other thing that was interesting about um, this Hernandez, uh, Mark, or Mark, what's the word? Hernandez anniversary is that um, Gilbert brought his daughter Natalia because she had a comic too. That's interesting. Uh, Drawn and Quarterly cleaned up 
at the San Diego Comic Con. Um, they had a new book out in New York, Drawings by Adrian Tomina. They had Kate Beaton's latest book, and they sold out of both. Kate Beaton also had a calendar that was selling like wildfire. They sold out of Pascal Girard's Reunion, as well as Guy Delisle's Chazin. Again, Canada, what, what? I also wanted to mention that Brian Wood is going to be doing a Star Wars comic. It's going to be based on the classic trilogy. It's going to be amazing, hopefully, because he's a really good writer. And Carlos Dananda is the artist, and Alex Ross will be doing covers. And it's focusing specifically on the original trilogy, so it shouldn't suck too much, right? 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 Okay. Anyways, also, I read that Gendy Tatarsky has a movie coming out in September, the end of September. It's called ha- Hotel Transylvania, and it's got um, voice acting skills by, let's see here, Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Andy Samberg, Steve Buscemi, Selena Gomez, and David Spade. And it's about a five-star resort built for monsters by Dracula when he invites the world's most creatures the world's most scariest creatures to celebrate the 118th birthday of his daughter Mavis. The festivities are turned upside down by the arrival of an ordinary young traveler by the name of Jonathan. So it sounds pretty hilarious. And you know Gendy, he's amazing. And actually the clips from it look totally different from Samurai Jack or Dexter's Lab. Um, I think they're using like a 3D animation style. It looks a lot like the Despicable Me sort of style. But anyways, I'm very excited about that. Hotel Transylvania. Also wanted to quickly mention before we uh, go to another track that Firefly is going to get a TV special. It's to celebrate the 10th anniversary. Science Channel is recording a one-hour special that's the cast reunion that happened at San Diego yesterday. <laughs> so it's going to be called Brown Coatsy Night, and it's going to feature several members from the original cast, Nathan Fillion, Joss Whedon, um, let's see here, Alan Tudyuk, Summer Glau, Adam Baldwin, Sean Maher, and the showrunner Tim Minear. As well, there's going to be um, uh, memories, like first-person interviews, makings of the show, behind the camera, and it's going to air on Science Channel uh, during an all-day Firefly marathon in November the 11th. So that's if you're a big fan, check that out. I'm a big fan, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, so we're going to go to another track. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatopia Show, where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. We're playing a whole bunch, a whole bunch of um, new music as well as talking about what's happening at the San Diego Comic Con and all the crazy announcements and don't let me forget to tell you about the Quentin Tarantino thing alright this track is by um, uh, Metric and they are a Canadian band out of Toronto they have a new album out called Synthesization Synthetic something let me tell you right now because I can check I don't have to be so lazy. It's called Synthetica that's what it's called you're listening to CJLO 1690 AM this track is Youth Without Youth the album came out last month. See Jello, 1690 AM, metric. i 
of Ears Wide Shut. Joshua tries to be funny and is unsuccessful. James Woods may or may not make an appearance and Franklin the Turtle will stop by. Tune in every Monday from 11 to 12 on CJLO 1690 AM or CJLO.com. You're listening to CJLO 1690 AM. This is the Automatic PS Show where we talk about all graphic arts all the time. And today we're talking about the San Diego Comic-Con. You just heard the new metric track Youth Without Youth off their album that just came out, Synthetica. And I wanted to tell you about Quentin Tarantino crashing the San Diego Comic-Con. So basically what had happened was DC was doing their Before Watchmen panel and Tarantino just like burst out and announced that he's doing a comic book adaptation of his latest forthcoming movie, which is called the Django Unchanged, Unchanged. No, I can't speak English today. The Django Unchained. Anyways, the point is, is the comic is going to be basically the script is what Tarantino was saying, and it's going to be a five issue miniseries, and it's going to ask uh, focus on aspects that are not in the movie. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be exciting. Anyways, they don't have an artist yet, but it's a big deal. And, of course, Tarantino is very excited about it. You know how he gets. He's, like, bombastic for comics. 
Another news, Run DMC is reuniting for the Austin Fun 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 Fest in November. And this is a, f- a musical festival that has nothing to do with San Diego Comic-Con, by the way. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, that that it has The whole point of it is to join discordant genres. So that explains why, like, Bob Mould is playing. And uh, <laughs> the thing that's very exciting about this is Run DMC have not played together since Jam Master Jay passed away in 2002. So... Also, Mac Cosmetics, they did a Wonder Woman series, are now doing an Archie series based on Betty and Veronica. It will be released in 2013 in the spring. Uh, let's see here. I also wanted to mention that Gas Lab Killer has a new album coming out in September. It's his debut album. Um, it's called Breakthrough, and it's going to have Sam I Am on it, Ganja Sufi, and Daedalus. And that's pretty awesome. Uh also wanted to mention that Cookie Monster has a new song out. There's that song by Carly Rae Jessup, is that her name? And it's Call Me Maybe. It's a pretty clever little video and it's a very catchy song, actually. But the thing is, is Cookie Monster just did his own version of it called um, So Share Some Maybe. And it's all about um, his love for cookies. And you can just go to YouTube and look up Cookie Monster Share Cookie and you'll find it and you will find yourself playing it 50 billion times like I did. It is hilarious and I want to marry Cookie Monster. Anyways, also wanted to mention that Zach Levi is now going to be fan draw on Thor 2. Uh, this is really fascinating because the thing is, is initially it was Joss Dallas playing him in the first movie. And from what I understand is they actually offered the role to Zachary Levi from Chuck initially. But Chuck was doing a fourth final season. So Zachary Levi had to turn it down and then they gave it to Joss Josh Dallas. Now, Josh Dallas is in Once Upon a Time, and they want him to be back for the second movie, but he can't do it because he's busy doing his own TV show, so now Zachary Levi's going to do it. So it's kind of. I saw a clip of him on uh, the uh, late, sh- late Night Show with David Letterman, and no, not Letterman, uh, Jay Leno, Late Show with Le- Jay Leno, and he's got like the total mustache and uh, Van Dyke, and he looks really appropriate. It's kind of funny. Um, another big news at San Diego Comic Con was that Scott Pilgrim was released in color. Yay! Everyone got really excited. And also, speaking of Scott Pilgrim, Edgar Wright, the director of Scott Pilgrim, is now working on an Ant-Man movie. Uh, he's working on another movie with Simon Pegg right now called The End of the World, and then after that he's going to start doing Ant-Man. Uh, and let's see here. The Captain America movie, Winter Soldier, is going to come out in 2014. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be the next uh, superhero movie from Marvel, and that's going to be out in August 4, 2014. Iron Man 3 is coming out in May 2013. And uh, that's all the exciting news. Oh, yeah, and Thor, I think I mentioned, is going to come out in November 2013. So Marvel's got a lot of stuff up their sleeve. I think it's really weird that they're doing Guardians of the Galaxy because I'm just kind of like, there's a raccoon on that team. Um, I, I don't understand. But anyways, apparently uh, lots of people are clamoring for Guardians of the Galaxy. One other thing I wanted to mention quickly is that Marvel Entertainment and Disney are publishing Marvel Origins, the app. It's going to be an immersive digital storybook narrated entirely by Stan Lee. uh, And it's going to be, they're going to do a a whole bunch of different apps for this series. So there's going to be like uh, an app for kids, which comes out in September. There's already been an Avengers Origins Hulk, an amazing Spider-Man origin story, and Avengers Origins assemble and they're also all narrated by stan lee and they tell stories about the members of the avengers and the other marvel superhero characters and uh, there's also interactive games and all sorts of stuff so if your kid's really into superheroes then you can get that i think it's kind of cool that they're getting lee to narrate it because the man the man is 89 years old so it's a good thing to kind of make sure you get that voice uh saved in posterity because 
he he's part of him is the voice for sure. He's such a shuckster. Anyways, you're listening to CJLO 1698. Um, ah, that's the end of the show. I've announced a new Neil Gaiman comic, announced uh, a Quentin Tarantino comic, a Cookie Monster movie, cart or video. There's lots of exciting things going on. San Diego, if you just go to Twitter and just Google it, there's the other thing that's really cool about San Diego, what I love the most, is that so many people come in costume. Like, there's just wicked awesome costumes. So just go SDCC on Twitter and you'll find a whole bunch of pictures. Also, I've been twittering like crazy um so you can go to at cartoon gal uh and that's my twitter feed and i've been retwittering people all over the place and it's i don't know it's i just think this technology is kind of cool i I kind of trying to figure out what i did before twitter <laughs> and i'm trying to figure out why suddenly i'm so addicted like before i was like pretty calm about it but now i'm like obsessively compulsively checking it but um anyways that's just me so we're going to go to another track, maybe even two tracks if there's time for it. You're listening to CJLO 1690AM. The first track we're going to play is the latest Twin Shadows. And I think that's probably, yeah, that's the only track we have time for. It's off his last latest album that just came out like last week, which was Confess. This track is called Five Seconds. There's a video for it already, and there's a video for its uh, sequel too. There's two videos he's got already. Um, anyways, he's playing here on the 28th if you're curious to go. Uh, I would. And uh, that's all. Stay tuned for Fantasia Fest reporting just for laughs. I actually scored an interview with Patton Oswalt, so that'll be coming up soon, really soon. And the website's sort of getting close to being finished, I think. But I've been stocking up on shows, so there's going to be lots of content on there pretty quick. But anyways, lots of things in the future for Automatopia, so stay tuned. Up next, Grade 8 Explosives. This is Twin Shadows, 5 Seconds, CJLO, 1690 AM. Oh 